Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the letter M in our movie alphabet series, MASH, the movie. Yes, the movie, not the series, but we will, I want to lightly touch on the series um, Mm -hmm. when we kind of get to it, just because it's such a, it's, I did not realize like how much bigger the series is compared to the movie. Like it's, yes, the series is, is so much more popular. Like it's crazy. Um, so yeah, it, it it makes me want to like watch it, but there's like 11 seasons, dude. I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> Apparently the finale of MASH was like the most watched finale, even more than Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I read that. I read that like, like 106 million people like, like watched the season finale of MASH. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I, th- I think the movie itself was kind of a landmark movie because of just the the subject matter and the way it was told. And there were many reasons why it was kind of an important movie, even when it came out in 1970. So, Yeah, there's lots of history behind it. It's a very anti-war film. It was mm-hmm. filmed during uh, the Vietnam War. Um or, like, that was happening at the time, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, and, yeah, I've definitely... Um, I, I was reading some articles because last year was the 50th anniversary of of MASH. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I found a couple articles about it still being, like, pertinent today. Um, very dated, but um, but still, you know, <laughs> it's a, a movie to be, uh, to be appreciated. Because um, I guess it paved the way for movies like... Uh, Animal House. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and some other comedies that had come out. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think I chose MASH because I had heard of it. Um, and I, I was curious about, about what it was about. I really had no idea what it was about or, like, the history behind it, really. Um, and, and I was interested to watch it. And it was not even... I don't even know what I was expecting, but this was not it. <laughs> like, it was... It was definitely funny from the very beginning. Um, humor was evident throughout the entire thing in every part of every scene. It and was think... evident, but I wasn't really laughing. Like that's that's the <laughs> I was like, laughing. Like th- there were there were some small things that I laughed at that that we'll get to in a minute. But like but like I I know what was supposed to be funny, but I mm-hmm. didn't find myself laughing a whole bunch because this movie uh, <laughs> this movie was a lot. It was well, uh, it's, a little hard it's to really, watch. It's in your face. It's also extremely, like, satirical. Like, pretty mm-hmm. much everything about it is just, like, even, of course, like, 
very specifically the the sexism and misogyny in this movie is so blatant and outright that it's like I know this was 1970 and things were kind of like there was kind of the sexual revolution going on and also like you know first wave fem- or second wave feminism and everything at this point so there's all that but it was like it was very clear that they were kind of making fun of the way that soldiers behave around women and just the crazy antics that they get up to and and all the kind of like sexual abuse that goes on with women um and it's just like a very very like prominent part of this movie that cannot be torn away from it you know Yes. I mean, there there were definitely some other inappropriate and and questionable things that would not be appropriate now like in in movies. Um mm, yes. but but yes, the most the most the most uh in your face was was just women being just treated as objects and and just as as nothing. Like even the most higher up soldier just being picked on and and bullied basically and mm-hmm. um and yeah, I mean, she, I kind of felt bad. I like, I really felt bad for this actress that she had to play this role because it just seems so mm-hmm. like demeaning. And, and in the, uh, and in some of the articles I was reading, like, like, um, and, and it's just so crazy reading about the, the show because it seems, it seems like it, it got a lot more progressive. Like the movie yeah. was just, yeah. it was just a bunch of like gobbledygook just making fun of whatever they could make fun of to to make to make it humorous yeah um but the but the show like apparently was was so much more progressive like with with the main character um uh hawkeye Mm -hmm. um alan alda yes alan alda like his character like because because donald donald sutherland's character was such an i didn't i like i liked him but i (laughs) i I really hated him like yeah like, yeah. he's just a, such an asshole. Yeah. Um, like, him him and Elliot Gold, like, both of them, like, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, Duke Forrest. Yeah, Hawkeye Trapper yeah. and Duke. They're just, they just were, all, all three of them were just assholes. And I, I hated them, but still liked them, like, because they yeah. were funny. Like, and, and I could understand how they could be humorous, like, characters, but they're just such assholes that I just hated them. But, like, and then just seeing how... Um, um, Hawkeye is so different in the in the show. Like apparently mm. he, you know, he he tries mm-hmm. to change people. Like if someone says something that's like inappropriate, he mm-hmm. he he tells them like like don't say that. That's not right to say. Like apparently he uh-huh. he, he does a lot of that in the show, and um, and even Hot Lips is is uh, yes, she still gets picked on a lot in the show, but apparently her character does develop and and you really get to know her a lot better and her interests and stuff. And you get to know her like as a person really, and mm-hmm. not just like. This, An object. <laughs> this object or just like, I don't know, the women characters just seemed so minuscule and just, just like yeah. not even there. I mean, they just, yeah. I, I didn't even really see what, uh, other than just being the butt of jokes or, you know, just being oh, objects. Like, yeah. like, I don't know, Sally Kellerman's character, she just, she also just seemed kind of like a, a ditz a little bit. Like yeah, like, she had she had that kind of like um, uh, what's the the mean woman in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Like she kind of oh, had that vibe to her. Um, yeah, who's also in? <laughs> I was thinking about her because of Renee Abergenois, 
who's also in DS9 um mm-hmm. with with a woman who's in what flew over the cuckoo's nest I got to look up Oh Yeah in DS9 oh. Yeah you know Renée Abergenois is Odo in in DS9 Yes yes yes, um, yes. And let me see She's like the the famous Louise Fletcher she plays um Nurse Ratched and that character is kind of like, you know, a real bitch. And I I felt like they were just she they made this woman hot lips into just like this stuck up, you know, one sided person just for laughs. Just so they could pick on her and like expose her naked in a tent while she's trying to shower. And then she can freak out about it and they don't care, you know? Yeah, and that scene is supposed to be just like the most the most iconic scene in the entire movie because apparently at the time um Hollywood had just had just um allowed it or made it possible so that you could show nudity in movies and I mm-hmm. guess maybe this is one of the first movies that that was released after that law was passed. And um, it was one of the ones that you could say that they said fuck in as well. Like one of the very oh, first movies okay. after the after the Hayes code was was dropped. Um, right. Which, you know, that code is just like, you can't do this. You can't show nudity. Everything has to be very Christian. And literally in this movie, they are shitting on Christian values. They are, like, openly against them. And having sex with multiple people, having sex with married women. I mean, it is... It's, like, such a... They were just, like, throwing things at the... Wall it's such a rebellious movie. I mean, yes. they were they were they were trying to offend everyone yeah. really because yeah. especially during um during the Vietnam War, like they didn't they didn't have all those mentions to Korea in the movie originally, but when the studio mm-hmm. saw it, they're like they're like you need to put you need to put like Korea here. Like this this can't yeah. be this can't make it seem like they're fighting in Vietnam right now. Like yeah. they they forced them to like add the stuff about Korea. Um so that was that was really crazy to hear about too. It's just it's it's crazy how um how much like war and, and politics can really affect movies. Um Yeah. So that's crazy. And another piece in the article I one of the articles I was reading was saying that like, you know, all the guys get uh well, when it's going through everyone at the end, um everyone gets a picture of themselves like earlier in the movie and Sally mm-hmm. Kellerman gets gets the picture of her naked in the shower, doesn't even get like a, a picture of her in her uniform like it's that was, just i mean just again we're, we're covering our bases here this movie is dated and offensive <laughs> yeah but like again like i think i i feel like they knew it was offensive like they know like there's mm-hmm. it's so i mean it still is offensive i'm not saying it's not but it's yeah. not like they were unaware of it they they were being very offensive on purpose they were being very sexist on purpose like it is to critique the the way that men are, and especially army men, and, you know, even this, like, MASH site, and how careless they are with human lives, and just, like, everything is so aloof. Yeah. It's like they don't really have a care, because nothing is really on the ground. They're just, like, up in the air about everything, having martinis in their camp, and you know, drinking beer and getting drunk and then doing a surgery, like open heart surgery or brain surgery and just like not caring about the person that's sitting in front of them. And it's, it's so blatantly like 
it's 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 unrealistic in a lot of ways, but it's also just like so satirical, you know. And I mean, I'm not saying True. that that def. I'm not saying that that like is uh, makes sense, like in terms of like it doesn't um, forgive what they do, and especially this insane sex sexism in this movie, but. I think it just has that like jumping off point of like we're trying to offend you and it's going to be offensive like extremely offensive to everyone. <laughs> True. You know? And and the yeah, and the article's kind of touched on that. They're like, you know, I mean the the movie can definitely be sexist because of the cultural time period and how women were viewed at that time, um mm. but they, the, then they also went on to talk about how Robert Altman does have movies that do have some better female um leading female roles um mm-hmm. in in some others of his movies so so yeah i mean that that's definitely that could definitely be true um because i was trying to watch interviews about mash there really weren't any unless it was the show yeah um because like nothing about the movie like, i couldn't find this like a single interview <laughs> i didn't look very hard right. but like yeah, i was trying yeah. to find like some inter- some interviews to watch about the movie um but really wasn't coming up with much um but yeah, I mean that that could definitely be it. The, just the fact that it's satirical, making fun of how how men treat women, or it could, or that could truly like, honestly, making like uh, making women the butt of jokes and and seeing them as objects could definitely just have been the cultural nature back then. Like it's it definitely just, was as it, well. It like, definitely was like that's yeah. definitely a, a part of it, a part of the humor. <laughs> it um, so is. It so is. But uh, I want to talk about that that beginning song, which was which was. Yep was kind of awesome written by <laughs> robert altman's son 14 year old yes. son. <laughs> yeah apparently they were trying to write like a super dumb song and so they just he, he he gave the assignment to his son and he wrote it in like five minutes but like it turned out to be um like i i think i was reading in an article that uh the son still ends up making more money than than his father ever did mm-hmm. making the movie because it just the the theme song played all through the show yep. um, and still plays like to this day or something or like still plays um, on TV probably and still gets royalties. Yeah. He, it said that like his father made like $750,000 on the movie and then the son, Mike, has made like over $2 million on just writing, just the lyrics yeah. to this song, Suicide is yeah. Painless. Um, yeah. And, and the played, song was awesome. It was good, yeah. <laughs> it was super good. It was. Um, it kind of... Uh, I was trying to remember that movie that... that uh, Like, there were so many great actors in this, and um, I was trying to remember that the movie that, that Bud Court was in as well, who uh, also... I'm just, I'm just going to look it up because I recognize his name. He was the one that was, like, trying to actually save people and, like, cried because it was like he he just couldn't make it work um harold and maude that movie he's the lead in that oh okay yeah the um, the younger the younger kid with like yeah the, like the the guy made him cry was named yeah. frank burns <laughs> there was so many people they were all talking over each other it was like so hard to see what was going on and it definitely was a very episodic kind of movie, which makes sense that they would be like, this would be perfect for a TV show because, like, it's just kind of like one thing after the other. Characters show up, they leave, um, you know, there's just, like, little bits and pieces throughout the entire thing. You know, we've got different characters that sometimes are there all the time, sometimes they're not. Um, 
it it just kind of made sense that this would be a TV show. I mean, I was kind of thinking the opposite. I mean, yeah, may, maybe a season or two, but like eleven seasons. Like, <laughs> well, they just what kept could you have possibly talked about for eleven seasons? Because, because again, I mean, yeah, sure. The the movie is so vague and like mundane that like yeah. you could. Like, I mean, they spice it up by, like, going to Japan to, to do that one um, operation, <laughs> yeah. but then also going to the whorehouse and, like, you know, like, they, they do yeah. fun stuff because they're traveling around or they're, you know, stuck in the camp and, you know, need to play golf or whatever, sunbathe, I don't know. Um, so it's like they, they, they make their own fun, obviously, so there there's a lot of creativity there, but I'm just like, I'm like, they're really just fucking around or, or going to work. And like, and it's just, I'm just like, how could you really have this much to talk about for 11 seasons? Oh my God. Like, this is a war show. Like, there's endless ways of like introducing characters, introducing like ways of like, you know, problems on a camp. I mean, it's, it's, it's 11 seasons worth of, of stuff. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess I've never really watched a war show. Yeah, I know. I, well, MASH I is think, like one of the great all time war shows. <laughs> I, I, me too. Danny loves Mash, and I was, I was like, okay, well, I love. I mean, we just watched The West Wing, and Alan Alda's in like the last two seasons of that, and he's amazing. And I just like every time he'd come on screen, we'd be like Alan Alda because he's got such a funny accent. Alan and, Alda, uh, yeah. it's great, and uh, yeah, like I swear I'll just watch it just for him. But um, it seemed fun and and everything. The what the whole whole part where that guy the dentist was like he couldn't he couldn't get it up and so that he thought he was gay and he was like i'm gonna kill myself and they were like all right dude here's a pill you can take and then they all had like a last supper for him and then like a funeral for him and then they made that girl sleep with him and then he was back to normal it was what what was what was going on in that entire situation like I like I, I was yeah some of these jokes that were that were like kind of long drawn like like the dentist and stuff um the dentist scene would like that that part was pretty funny with like well like, the last supper and like and and Kimmy totally thought that that they had given him like a Viagra or something like and the, oh, the, the second he lay in the coffin that, that he get a so boner much sense. like I totally thought that 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 like that <laughs> she thought that was gonna happen like I didn't know that they were gonna have a girl sleep with him and then and then her getting in the helicopter and smiling like I'm just like what is this <laughs> what is, is this, this humor like am I supposed I, to I be mean, laughing at this I think like, because Obviously, it was so raunchy. It was so weird. It was was, very weird. It was just awkward sometimes. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm like, like they're they're really throwing these ideas out there and and hoping that that you'll and 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 maybe and maybe people back then caught on to this. Like, but like some of these some of these like jokes and how they were set up were just like so weird and out of place that I was like barely following. Sometimes I was I was like, so what happened? (laughs) Like. And Kimmy and I were like talking, like discussing it. She's like, "I think this is what happened." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess that makes sense." Um, there was a there was a line that was like, "This guy was laying on the table," and they the nurse was like, "Oh, this guy's a prisoner of war." And then Donald Sutherland was like, "We're all prisoners of war." Yeah, I also heard that. I also read that the that the that the lines were like eighty percent improvised, like and. Yeah. <laughs> And like, and all the actors were found like at a at a theater troupe, 
Like, like all, like this is yeah. like their first role, basically, um, for yeah. a lot of these people, um, which was crazy. I also read a fun trivia that um, during the movie, like uh, Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gold were kind of like mm-hmm. uh, criticizing Robert, what's his name, Robert Altman, Altman mm-hmm. like about about how he was writing and like and like they were mad that they weren't getting a whole bunch of scenes just you know with with them like just mm-hmm. you know showing them mostly it was like they were showing a lot of other people too mm-hmm. um and you know they also criticized him about how he would have people talk over each other um and apparently Elliot Gold had had apologized to Robert for saying that stuff and Donald never did and that's why Elliot Gold went to work with him <laughs> on other stuff and Donald never worked with him ever again uh, uh um, yeah cuz like cuz I guess Robert never asked him to but um but yeah um i mean the talking over was pretty funny when it came with a uh, radar and yeah. um yeah the, and the the, the colonel Colonel yes. Henry Blake, like talking over funny. each other, and yeah. Radar just knowing what he wanted, and just just ahead of time, and just being uh-huh. like, "Yeah, I'll make sure that they get the stuff and then leaves." <laughs> yeah, and he'll call him, and he'll be right next to him. Yeah, Radar <laughs> was so funny. He was, um, and he's their in the little... show too. Yeah, yeah, he he went on to to be in the show, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, Henry Blake was was a pretty funny character too, because he's just like the guy that sits around and does nothing, but he's like in charge of everyone, and he mm-hmm. just like is just you know he's he's in this place of power but is like an idiot and he's just a really a really satirical like um almost like caricature well not Mm -hmm. caricature but like you know i mean people people who are in important important places of power also do shit like that they uh, they take advantage of it basically yeah well i think radar's just there for comedic relief really (laughs) radar's there for comedic relief completely (laughs) yeah um but yeah, it was it was definitely a ride. It was fun. Danny enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We had some uh with some martinis while we were watching it. And uh I'm glad I'm glad it's it's now in my brain. Like you know. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm I'm glad I can now say that I've that I've seen this movie, like even though it just seems uh like a super obscure. I mean, a lot of people know of this movie, so I, I mean, it's it's probably not obscure, but more um, people know of the show. That's for sure. Completely, and um, I think it's it's also just funny how the the movie seemed like it almost went from being being a war like surgeons surgeons working in the war to just to just playing football at the end. Like that was uh, yeah, like, it that just was like. 20 minutes of, like, 25 minutes of football, like, football game. <laughs> it was, like, a legit football game. Yeah. Like, like, you weren't even at war anymore. You're just playing football. Was and I was funny. like, is this even a war film anymore? Like, it was uh, so funny. Well, it was a really cheap movie. Like, they really didn't have a lot of places. And I think that's how they, they got, they got, like, 20th Century Fox to give them at least like a measly amount of money because they had two other war films that they were making that were they were focusing on a lot more, and so they were just like, "Here, just here's some money. You make your movie." And he was like, "Great." <laughs> so yeah, I read about that, and like, and it's 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 also known as being like an indie film that was that was made totally. by a studio, like yeah. it's which is like super weird because you know studios have a ton of money, but yeah, they were putting probably putting so much money into into the other two war films at the time. Um, and yeah, they just weren't paying much attention to MASH and they were just able to get away with so much shit. Um, it which was, is, which is also insane. really funny. I know. It's, I was like, I can't imagine watching this in theater 
at the time. You after seeing so many movies from like the fifties and sixties just being really like, you know, puritanical, and then you watch this movie in nineteen seventy. I mean, it, it's it was probably a shock to people. They were probably like, "Whoa!" and it did well, you know, like because of that and the and the shock value. So. Yeah, because I, I guess the other the other war film that was supposed to be funny at the time that I think the studio was making just just bombed uh, compared mm. compared to Mash. Like everyone went to see Mash instead. So it's just it's crazy how two kind of like comedic war films were were um, getting made at the same time and released at the same time. And and this mm-hmm. one, this one that didn't have as much money, like got viewed more. Um, well, so that's, it also that's wild to see. It did a lot with what it had, and it had a lot of um, it had a lot of shots where there was a lot of people in them. Like there weren't so many close-ups. There weren't, you know, it was kind of just like a lot of mid-range shots where you saw. I mean, the cinematography was great because it was just like you could be looking at all areas of the screen. There's a lo- multiple people, multiple things talking over each other, and I feel like they did that to save money, but also just like. They didn't have the, you know, like they just didn't have enough uh, money to to spend on um, film, so they just like shot it all in one shot instead of like multiple shots, you know. And so right. they've got all these little tiny things going on in every single shot, and it's it's great. Yeah, and I guess um, and I think I I was reading a lot of the IMDb trivia, um, so I, I might just be spewing a bunch of that, but um the there there were going to be less surgical scenes but i think someone mm-hmm. who watched it or someone who like gave their opinion was like no keep them in there it's what it's what makes makes the movie like really good i mean and mm-hmm. and the surgical scenes were like it was just it was a weird sense of calm amidst all the chaos like was yeah. the surgical scenes and usually like <laughs> surgery scenes can be kind of chaotic and crazy yeah. but like they were they were so calm cool and collected while yeah. they were doing surgery um, and then just doing batshit crazy stuff outside, like, that was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy that, like, these super bloody, gory, like, almost super gory. I mean, it bloody. Was blood bloody. Bloody everywhere. But, but, like, you didn't see anything. Like, it, no, you could just definitely that see squirting the... out of that guy's neck. He was like, oh, we that, need to stint yeah. this. <laughs> that was the goriest one. But, like, other than that, things were just kind of, like, covered in, in the white sheets, just, like, yeah. covered in blood. And it was obviously just, like, a bucket or something. Because, like, one person, they were, like, doing something and... Someone I saw someone like clamp something, but it just like fell deeper in. Like it was just yeah. Like, it was just <laughs> when total the nurse facade. came. When the nurse came, like the doctor lady, like turned around and she went to go like put her hand out. She'd be like, "Nice to meet you," and it's covered in blood. Yeah, and, and she yeah. like stops. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> everything yeah. is just blood everywhere. And how and how um, Hawkeye and and uh, I think Trapper came back from Japan like still in their golf outfits and just yep. put on their lab their their uh, surgical coats and just started doing <laughs> surgery like just the fact that they could just be out oh another piece of trivia I'd read was like um, the soldiers in Mash were all dirty um, and I guess yeah. I guess you know someone came by and, and was like why are your soldiers so dirty like why are their uniforms like just disgusting and they're like because this is because uh, I guess Robert Altman. Um, did a term in the war and mm-hmm. in one of the wars and he was like soldiers uniforms are dirty like they're they're not clean and i guess mm-hmm. one of the war movies at the time was just making all the uniforms like pristine and oh, yeah. uh, 
And and because of that little interaction, they then made their uniforms dirty in their movie um, or something like that. Oh, yeah. When you think about any of those old movies, like... I mean, they're out in the dirt, out in the mud. Things are getting blown up. Like, how can yeah. you... I'm like, I like, honestly, I'm surprised that more uniforms just don't have more holes and gashes and just things in it. Like, I mean, like, how how are they they still like, like in in, like together? Like, how are they not in pieces? (laughs) Well, sometimes they are. And uh, that's true. We we see it in in some things, but nowadays, but before, you know, we think about like movie like White Christmas, where they're the, you know, in the very beginning, the the guys are in their outfits and it's just like pristine army outfits, you know, like they're all singing. It's just like a beautiful, it's like, no, not everybody was that clean. Come on. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Well, you read a lot of the trivia. So I think, I mean, that's generally what I saw. Um, another thing, it, it did win an Oscar for best screenplay based on a material from another medium. Um, which, because it's based on a book, so. Yes, it is based on a book. Um, and yeah, it it, uh, it got nominated for lots of stuff. Um, it's amazing. And even won, I think, best film for music and comedy, I think, at the Globes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I did read, I did read a lot of these. I don't know. Because I was just, this movie was so weird. Like, by the time it ended, I was like, I was like, I gotta see what's, I gotta see what's up with this movie. Like, it's just... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, even Sally Kellerman got a Best Actress in a Supporting Role nomination. That's amazing for her. (laughs) She probably was like, Yeah, I think uh, Robert Altman got a Best Director nomination. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she got a Best Actress nomination or Best Supporting Actress. Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Trying to see if there was another... Um, here's a cute one. When Donald Sutherland's parents went to see the film, his father stood up and said, hi, Donnie, after the scene where Hawkeye says, hi, Dad, to the camera woman in the Jeep. <laughs> Super that cute. Was... Yeah, I also read that the the kid, the Korean kid, was supposed to have more of an arc in the story, and they kind of just didn't really follow through with that. Like, when they were, in the end of the movie, when they were playing cards and that one person was getting wheeled out on the stretcher... Like, mm-hmm. that that was supposed to be um, the the kid who, Ho-John, um, but it wasn't really, like, clear. But that was apparently in the book. Okay, yeah. It, it also, like, completely, um, uh, like, uh, like, went over my head that they had, they had drugged him before taking him to the to the Korean, like, war office so that he wouldn't yeah. get drafted. Like, I didn't even realize that until... I think I was reading the trivia. Like, I, uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's what they did? Because, like, they went and dropped him off somewhere. And I was like, oh, does he just need to get, like, a checkup? I'm not, not sure why they couldn't do that, like, at the base, because they have doctors right. there. But yeah, but I was like, okay, why is he here? And then uh, and then they're like, yeah, we got to keep him over. And, and they seemed all sad about it. And I was like, okay, not really sure what happened there. But, yeah, we read that they were trying to get him out of being drafted. That makes a lot more sense. I I didn't really realize that that was what was going on. Um, no, no. Well, he ended up dying, which is sad. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. sad. Um, another big positive of this movie was all of the loudspeaker announcements. The entire time, apparently, 
they had to put those in at the end because it made it have kind of a narrative, like, oh, this is what's going on now. Um, yeah, kind of like announcements or kind of like setting the scene or something. Like, yes, a, yeah, yeah. And they were the guy who was saying him was so funny because he kept tripping over his words. He'd be like, the "Movie tonight is the mm, no, it's at nine hundred. It's it's at nine p.m. Like it was, it was so funny." <laughs> Yeah, it's like he didn't, like, either he just didn't know some of the words or didn't know, like, because, yeah, first he says, like, regular time, and then he says military time, but he doesn't really know the military time, so he goes back to regular time. (laughs) And and then at the very end, like, the movie, like, breaks the fourth wall and says, your movie tonight has been MASH. And it's like, I was like, ah, look at that. And everybody's shown with their names. It it was, that was very nice. Um, I did read that they filmed the that like all of the um loudspeaker stuff i guess recorded them on the same day that people landed on the moon that neil armstrong landed on the moon um oh really in 1969 <laughs> oh isn't that crazy that's crazy <laughs> that's yeah. crazy i tried to f- i was yeah again like you i just kind of like read a little quick about this movie after i watched it yeah, again, a lot of stuff on the show, like, I was, like, I kind of, like, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, like, newspaper websites, not newspaper, but, you know, like, news websites were posting about the 50th anniversary, so I read a couple of those, but then I was, you know, trying to, you know, just find more current stuff, and then that's when I came across, it was, like, MASH in 2020, but it was about the show, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll read about this, and that's when I, like, learned about um, um, Hot Lips' character and and mm-hmm. Hawkeye's character and and everything like that and how the show is just very very loved very loved yes. show yes and that's uh and that's that's awesome it's crazy and awesome it's it's surprising to me but also awesome to me <laughs> well Alan Alda's just a really likable dude so I definitely want to watch it <laughs> apparently so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching that. I'm I'm kind of just you know I mean we're not really watching much right now ex- except for the nanny on, on HBO Max right now. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, I can definitely throw this into the rotation. I think it's on Amazon Prime. When oh great. When I was reading a lot of these, it was currently on Hulu at the time. Um, but I don't know if it's still on there. Um, and then and then I think before Hulu it was on Netflix because I do remember Mash being on Netflix. mm Hmm. Um, or something. Something was on Netflix. But um, I think while I was searching for it to rent, I found it on there. And you don't ha- usually have to rent seasons of shows, right? Those should just you be... You can. I mean, can? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that exactly works. I don't think I've ever done that before. Me neither. No. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, <sighs> but, yeah. So it might be on Amazon Prime. If not, it might be on Hulu. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I did get a sneak preview of it while my dad was uh, in the hospital. It was it was on. And I th- I thought the movie was playing, but it, oh, was, but the it was the show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, got a little sneak preview. Did not know what was happening, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Um, <laughs> well, but... it's a different thing every episode, you know. I don't True. think it's a, it's not a serialized kind of show. It's more of a, you know, like there's probably some aspects to it that are serialized, but it's like every episode is a different story you know yeah fully full fully like a to b story you know a to z story 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I saw. Okay, because I I, I want to remember when I come across it in the show. So, <laughs> well, what was happening? You got 11 the... seasons to figure out which <laughs> episode it was. <laughs> I know. So, so I need to remember. I need to I need to memorialize it here. So, you got like hundreds of episodes to figure out what, <laughs> which one it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what was happening in the show was the 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 priest was driving someone was driving an injured person through like a um a bomb like a what's it called a um where they just keep like dropping shells like a shell attack mm-hmm. and um the guy the guy the injured guy's tongue had swollen so he called he called the surgeons and was like we're not going to make it back this guy's going to like um uh what's it called choke yes he's going to choke because yeah, um, he can't breathe and they're like, all right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him a, a tracheotomy, I think is what they called it. <laughs> and, um, and so they're like, you gotta, you gotta puncture his, you gotta puncture his throat. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the priest did it. And he was, and, uh, and he did a really good job. He followed all the instructions. Um, so that's what, that's what was happening. See, that's um, the kind so of high drinks that they're going to get into, Emily. That's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. The yeah. priest has to give somebody a tracheotomy in the field. Yeah. And that's and that's the plot of, of that entire episode probably. I don't know. We didn't we didn't we only watched like like honestly this took up like ten minutes. We didn't even watch like the full episode. It was just a piece of it. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna remember that. Um all right, let's take a look at the uh at the uh plot keywords. Yeah. Let's see. We've got Profanity Surgeon Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Korean War and nurse. The word "mash" is in there, so it's definitely these are all very accurate. Yep, there it is. There it is. Um, and let's look at these metascores. It got an eighty metascore, which is very good. Um, I'm not looking at Metacritic.com, but a lot of these are one hundreds on this uh, IMDb here, including from the Chicago Sun Times, Roger Ebert. So I guess I'll read that. It says, We laugh that we may not cry, but none of this philosophy comes close to the insane logic of MASH, which is achieved through a peculiar marriage of cinematography, acting, directing, directing, and writing. There you go. Anything stick out to you? Um, let's see. I'm on Metas- Metacritic. Um... It got seven positive reviews and one mixed review, and I think the mixed review is there um, on the IMDb snapshot. So let's see. Um, I'm just going to read that one. So the New York Times gave it a 60, which honestly, if that's the lowest it got, like, I mean, it's just under a 70 that, that someone had given it. So it's just, it's not too far off. But um, although it is impudent, bold, and often very funny, it lacks the sense of order even in the midst of disorder that seems that seems the special province of successful comedy i mean yeah i guess but like you don't so they wanted order to the disorder i don't know i mean the the chaos wasn't a problem for me it was it was mostly the subject matter because that like i don't find a lot of that stuff funny it just seemed kind of like dated humor some of it was funny yeah. and, and i could see how it can be seen as funny um historically but like it just a lot of it just seemed kind of like dated humor to me um yeah so like i'd kind of like i i would acknowledge it i'd be like okay 
that was funny. But like, I was, it just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to read this variety one from Justin Chang. It says, in the end, MASH succeeds in spite of its glaring faults because Gold Sutherland skirt, Joanne Flug as the delicious lieutenant dish, and Roger Bowen as the goof-off commanding officer who is bright enough to recognize his junior officer's medical incompetence stay out of their way, are all believable and bitingly funny in their casual disdain for the army. <laughs> I liked that. I liked that. I mean, these actors did did a really good job. Like, I definitely believed that that these guys were surgeons. Um, like, it, and and that's and that's also what was weird about this movie is that it was it was equally like serious, but then, yeah. but then like, like almost, uh, like dark humor or like or like. Well, it's not... ex- it's described as of like a black comedy, like a dark okay, comedy. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So it's just, it's just a, it's a weird, it's just weird. It's a weird movie. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of comedies about war because it's a very serious thing. True. So I feel like they really just kind of attached themselves to what was funny about war, but also just having these really um, aloof and, like, silly characters in a war situation. And that's what makes it shine because it's such an opposite to the reality. But there are, you know, a lot of, like, in real wars, there are men who do have hijinks and and stuff. But, you know, they're not going to be doing stuff like lifting up all the sides of a tent to show the woman naked. But they're probably going to, like, you know, put a firecracker underneath somebody's butt or something. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's what some of the articles talked about for the book. I mean, because yeah, the book basically covers like three war surgeons, like just them trying to get through the war, like you know, having, um, like doing the best they can and and uh, trying to keep themselves sane and you know give themselves something to do that's like not death and destruction and just exactly. all these sad things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and a lot of those more raunchy jokes that the that the movie made or those uh, scenes that the movie had were not in the book. Like the the whole dentist part, thinking he was gay, and mm-hmm. and the shower scene, um, lifting up the shower. Like those were not mentioned in the book. Like yes, the book probably had some some sexism and and treating women as objects in it, but it, it never went as far as as that. Um, but. But yeah, definitely thinking back on this movie, like you definitely don't see war films that are comedic. But I mean, again, when we're dealing with the with the Vietnam War, like a lot of people were against this war, mm-hmm. and and it definitely makes sense that a movie like this would be released, like almost in not almost, but definitely in protest or in rebellion or just pol- yeah. politically, like showing how against the war they were with this movie. And just showing that, like, the soldiers and the people in it, no matter how high up they are, they're still men who are just, like, a bunch of kooky people, and they shouldn't just be out there trying to kill others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, like, like, they're competent, but they're also, like, really kooky, and they want to get drunk, and they want to have fun, and they shouldn't be out there dying for nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, so. the scene the scene when uh, 
uh, Hawkeye comes in and tells, tells, uh, who is it? Forrest that, that they can go home. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, that was, like, a really, like, emotional part of the, of the story, because, because I think a Trapper had to stay behind or something, but, like, Hawkeye Mm -hmm. and and Duke could leave. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just, like, they're, like, about to cry. Like, they're just, like, oh, my God, we can go. Yeah, and he's, like... (laughs) Do you want me to go right now? And he's like, "Well, can I sew up this brain first? And he's like, mm. <laughs> "He's like, you you got it from here, right? Like he just wanted to get the hell out of there. Like he did yeah, not like, want to stay there." Can you sew this up? Longer. He's like, "I think we should plug this." And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, and like, and they both just look like they're about to cry. Like it's yeah. just like they're just just shocked and like amazed and and excited to be leaving. It was it was, it was really uh, it was really sweet. Yeah. Mr. Bennett. <laughs> Mr. Bennett. <laughs> really makes me want to watch Pride and Prejudice again. That that might be a tomorrow <sighs> thing. I, I seriously put that movie on, like, randomly, and it, it never fails to make me just feel happy. I love that movie so much. It's it's, it's just a... You know, you know what, that, what that also makes me want to do? Listen to our very Pride and Prejudice radio play that we... Yeah. That we wrote and voice acted and edited ourselves. It's pretty great. It's it's a it's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, so yeah. definitely check that out if you hadn't if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that about does it for Mesh. I don't have any mm-hmm. other last comments. Um, also, no. what's what's our next movie? What's oh, our, what's shit, the next uh, what's the next shit. letter? I totally forgot. Shit, I'm, I'm on just... it. I'm on it. Yeah, okay, good. I, I lost that list. I have no idea where to look. <laughs> I got it. It's just got um it. it's in there somewhere. There's there's a lot of stuff that I haven't um been able to look at recently. Okay. Um I I would start closing out as you're as you're doing it, but I don't I don't know. Is that is that weird? Should I start? Um, you can. It's fine. Well, she finds the next movie in our ABC <laughs> series. Um, if you enjoy MASH, um, or the show, or let us know your favorite episodes of MASH, because I'll, I'll watch those first. I'll watch it out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Or, or I don't know, or I'll just, I, I'll I, just know that you recommend, what, did you find it? I, I did find it. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> the next letter is N. Which is <gasps> never-ending story. <gasps> no! And I haven't watched that movie before, so... No! What? <laughs> yeah. Never-ending story? Yeah. Oh. My gosh. <laughs> I watched that. Oh, my God. I watched that at, at work, so I'm definitely excited to watch it again. But um, I think it was a super slow day. Like no one was at work, and I, I was I was there in the office with this with this other girl who uh, who used to sit in a uh, in our room with me, and like no like no one was there. So her and I were just like watching this movie together, and at the very end we were like, um, no, we didn't watch Neverending Story. We watched <laughs> The Last Unicorn. Jeez, that's a different one. That's a different Shit! one. Shit! Um, Damn it. Never mind. So it's, it's okay. We will we will talk about our thoughts about Neverending Story when we get to it. 
I think, but I think I have seen Neverending Story though. Um, but it's been it's been a while. It's been a long we're, while. We're about more than halfway through the uh, the alphabet. That is amazing. <laughs> that's that's we're we're gonna definitely try and get to these more now that the Oscars are over. Um, definitely. So we'll definitely be throwing these back in the rotation. Um, because we're washed up. We have nothing else to talk about. I'm just kidding. There's tons of shit to talk about. All right. Um, yes, let us know your favorite MASH episode, um, or your thoughts of MASH. You can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com, or you can let us know in the comments section of SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn, um, and like our pages. If you want to rate and review our show, please do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also now on Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our Twitter, at ByThePopcorn, and Instagram, at AllByThePopcornPodcast. We also have merch, and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our page. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.